This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Network. It's the final cast with your host, Josh. Hi, guys. Hey, Brad. <laughs> Hey, um, real quick, we do have Jimmy the Killer Skinner. See, I just gave you Brian's nickname. We could call it. Hmm. What do you want to be uh, called? Beardy man? What do you? What's your nickname? I don't. I don't care. I've been called a lot of things in our group. Jimmy the Animal Skinner. I don't even know what we're on right now. I think it's Beardy Man is what it is in our group. Yeah, but I we can't remember those kind of based off of weird conversations we all have. Yeah, some of them have gotten vulgar, so which I appreciate. Brad, what were you doing in during the intro? I couldn't tell if you were scratching the dirt off of your upper lip or <laughs> what you were doing. <laughs> I mean, dude, did you see him, Jimmy? He was like, yeah. this. like he looks like a meth addict. Like, <laughs> he's either scratching his mustache off or eating corn on the cob. I couldn't tell which one. It was. <laughs> hey, man, this is only three weeks. So. How long are you keeping it? Oh, forever you, yeah hey right, dude <laughs> i know no you got to stick with it at least through november i will and then you gotta I, I need you to start rolling some fancy ass curls in that bad boy i need to see some some handlebarish going i'm gonna do something because there's a uh, painter guy that we work with and he's like a 60 year old dude has that has a little curlies and uh he dyes it like blue and red it's a different color every time i see him <laughs> wow. i should dye my beard a different color no way, dude. Yeah, my it's wife like, would kick my ass. The ginger beard is awesome. I love it. 
I get complimented on it all the time and I don't like it always takes me. I don't know how to respond. Like guy opened the door for me at the gas station was like, I'm definitely jealous of that beard. And I was like, hi, <laughs> like, I think, thank you. I'm not sure if you're hitting on me. I'm just going to go to my truck now. <laughs> at least you don't have random people walking up to you, like stroking it. I had a girl try to once and that was the most awkward get the hell away from me. I've ever had to give anybody. We, I went to a concert with my buddy once and, uh, we were just sitting there walking through. He has a huge beard like that, too. And some girl was like, hey, I really like your beard. He said, thanks. I grew it myself and just kept walking. <laughs> oh, that should be my new go-to response. I should not. I should be like, it's an implant. Yeah. These are extensions. <laughs> <laughs> it's really blonde. That's hilarious. So before we get into something. I don't know how much this will pertain to y'all too, but I just saw something Dan Perry posted that uh, Boyd Duckett, I don't know if y'all have ever had him on with Duckett Rods. Uh, you know, he's the owner of MLF. Mm-hmm. And he just announced in an interview that he's uh, going to be getting into kayak fishing soon. Oh, cool. And everything else he's done the following year, there's a trail. So maybe MLF is going to have a professional kayak trail. Huh. Woo! More shit. Didn't yeah. they try to do that with KBF? FLW did. Oh, okay. And then yeah, I get that fell apart. MLF bought FLW. And I think that's where we are today or some shit. I don't know. There's a lot. I got one thing to say. He needs to stay in his lane. Who? Boyd Duckett. Stay in your lane, Boyd. <laughs> Yeah, he like grew the shot world heard around the world. Mustache that came with this weird attitude. <laughs> Dude, you only wear that same shirt. I've, the last three times I've seen you, you've been wearing that shirt. I don't care. I've never washed it either. I'm not surprised. He sleeps in it. I'm just a crusty old kayak fisherman, dude. We don't. We don't. We all are. Yeah, I was just say name the person in our group that's not a crusty old kayak fisherman. <laughs> I've, I've no, I can't think of one. Uh, yeah. What's up, uh, fellas? I hadn't seen you in a while. What's going on? Not much, man. Just working. Same. Same work, work, work. Very little Oof. fishing this year for me, but you know. Yeah, that sucks. But I, I got burnt out on it. I uh, I haven't been on the water since the second week of August. Ooh. First or second week of August. Dude, that's nuts. Yeah, I was, I mean, and there was nothing that really caused it. Like, like the last time I went fishing, I ran into some of the best smallmouth fishing up here I've ever ran into. Mm-hmm. And the week before that, I caught my first seven. Yeah. Like, everything was going good. I got COVID, got through with COVID. I've had zero interest in it, man. I've just been like, I brought all my stuff in. My kayaks haven't moved. i I mean, I got gear piled up in the corner. Have no intention of touching it until it spring hits. I think, think I'm going to try to start back fresh in January. Going to go down to Kissimmee, Florida, for the KBF, uh, do the first trail event in coordinates with the Ten Invitational and the Ten. Mm-hmm. And I just want to go down there because there's a, a a lake down there that's got a lot of like giant record bass in it, and it's 40 minutes from where the lake I want to fish for that event. So if the trail sucks, you can take a 40 minute drive and possibly catch a double digit. Like you can say that about anywhere, but your chances there are very high to catch it. Like, I like the average fish. There's like six pounds. 
Jeez. Yeah. This is like the average fish in Ohio is like three. <laughs> yeah. More like it's two. starting to feel that way in mm. Alabama. It's, everything's got so much pressure on it. Yeah. Uh, somebody yeah. was telling somebody was I forget who it was. They said they went down to Gunnersville recently and super tough bite. I'm like, yeah, it's because everybody's out there fishing it. Gunners will, from what I hear and like what I have had happen there in the last year, hasn't been bad. Um, it seems like a lot of the pressure has shifted to like Pickwick because Pickwick, Pickwick and Smith Lake down here got absolutely assaulted these last two years with tournaments and. Uh, you didn't really have anything extra on Gunners with the lake. I mean, they had the classic there last year, but I mean, the lake's so big it can handle it. Mm-hmm. But you know, for the most part, I would think the people that are saying Gunners was fishing, fishing tough, they're just fishing it wrong. Right. That. But do you that's think, a- do you, let's kind of talk. Let's go along with this because you know I have like up and down feelings regarding tournaments and Mm -hmm. looking at fishing tournaments as a whole this isn't just kayak fishing but boat fishing and that sort of thing like do you guys feel it's detrimental to you know various lakes river systems whatnot it it definitely it to me it depends on its location like like i just said like Gunnersville is like 33,000 acres or something like that. Right. It's not as much as most would like to say, or as much as they do in other States, but it's stocked and managed somewhat, you know, it's got a lot of fish in it, but on the same time, it does have a lot of tournaments and a lot of, you know, fish yeah. kill because of that. Cause you have dead loss in that style tournament. Now, like I would say if you were comparing two lakes, like we've got uh, a lake down here, that is a, a reservoir, uh, like a drinking water reservoir backup for a small town yeah. full of big fish. They have a Saturday night tournament. They have like Tuesday night tournaments. And this is a lake that like from one side, from, if you cross it, I think the whole thing's four and a half miles, the, you know, from north to south bank. So it's not that big. I mean, there's spots that are 100 yards wide and a lake like that that gets hammered, that's going to destroy it. Like, mm-hmm. because they're doing the same thing. I don't know how many times I've gone there because it's only got one boat launch and you'll watch them throw back 150 fish. And then if yeah. you fish there the next day, you'll see 30 of them floating. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. But, but it, 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 like, I think it all depends. I mean, even with the big lakes though, those big lakes like that, that, you know, start to, they have like the lure behind them, you know, like Lake Fork or whatnot. Right. And then they be they're big, but at the same time, you know, the bass are only in certain areas. You know what I mean? It's not like they're just completely spread out everywhere and every area is good. We all know that from experience of going to good lakes and knowing, well, that spot's, you know, the fish aren't here. And, you know, you start pounding certain areas where the, your high percentage of, you know, scoring well is going to be. You're not going to sit around and be like, oh, well, you know, but, I could go anywhere on this lake and we're going to catch, you know, huge fish. It just doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a lot of things to that. Like, and like you said, Lake Fork, Lake Fork's a good example of that. You can catch good fish anywhere on Lake Fork, but there are very publicly known hotspots just like there is on any lake. Mm-hmm. But like one of them that's on Lake Fork is uh, Mark Daniel Jr.'s. Um, 
he had a spot on MLF. He caught 85 pounds in one day, but he only caught like 20 fish or something like that. 25, 30, like his average, I think his, his average was six pounders. Yeah. Like that's pretty good. And that spot is not even an acre. It's right off the main lake. It's a little pocket. Everybody can see it. Everybody knows where you're at. He hammered it for a few days in a row. When we were at Lake Fork, everybody was in there every day. Kayak, bass boat, tournament day. There were three bass boats in there. Two of them were literally tied together on bumpers and three kayak anglers. And everybody was taking turns pitching in there. Just it's, it's like that now, but to like what Josh is saying that that will eventually ruin it. You can't do that in Ohio. That's for sure. Uh, You mentioned the four and a half mile lake. Our lakes here in Ohio are like, I don't know what. Cowan Lake's not even two miles long. Yeah, it's not. If that, that's not long. I mean, if, but, if you can, that's why they say if you catch fish in Ohio, you can catch them anywhere. The fishing's tough here. There's a lot of people, not many bodies of water, and there's small bodies of water. Yeah, it's just what kind of I don't know. Like I, I think the tournament scene is just kind of to an extreme and and i'm talking about it not in a sense of pro stuff or anything i'm just saying as a whole you know like because you're right we've got mlf you got you know all these different pro leagues and then you've got like three or four sub pro like you know like yeah there's the mpfl bunch of state level then college high school yeah and then you've got these weekday nights you got random you know weekend tournaments that are you know done through some marina or whatever and it's just like it's a constant thing and i don't i don't disagree with i don't want to say tournament fishing is bad i think what i was what you were alluding to jimmy is the whole weigh-in thing right like yeah bringing fish in like that is not good you know we talk about you know conserving our resources that sort of thing and it's like ah you know but when i see the thing you know bringing them up on the stage the fish and i'm like it's cool and all but at the same time i'm like it's so just detrimental to you know the fishery in itself in my opinion you know? that's that's why i'm a big like i really like mlf because they're not bringing fish in you know yeah. uh, Bassmaster does an event every year that the boat marshal weighs each fish just like they do in MLF. And they've done that for a while, but it's only one event. Things need to be managed better. And there's so many small steps. Like they could do it where, I mean, obviously we, we do catch photo release. We would love to see everything go that way. I mean, cause like MLF with a boat marshal or something, but you've got like certain small things that can happen. Like when spring tournaments are happening on lakes where they're bedding, like Betting fish do not need to be moved, period. Like they exert so much energy already doing that. It's already, and I love catching bed fish. Like it's fun because you have to, like you have to convince that fish to bite your stuff. Then you watch it the whole time you're doing it. It's totally different than trying to make a fish bite your lure that you can't see. Mm -hmm. And like, I do thoroughly enjoy it, but like, I mean, most kayak anglers can say it. We do it and we do our best to, you know, get them back in, make sure they're good, let them go right back to what they were doing. And, you know, that that's the big one. I think that you kill a lot of, like, if you get into the, like, the biology of it, I guarantee you there's a lot of, uh, I'm trying to think of how they word it, but basically, like, 
a year class of fish mm -hmm. that gets shortened or changed or lost due to that. Now at the same time, like nature finds a way, like yeah. uh, they had, I think it was, it was either last year or two years ago, like Gunnersville had two spawn seasons. They, yeah, they were catching. Not, yeah. It's not it's, super uncommon in the South. You know, if you guys stay right. warm enough, yeah, we have one obviously, but yeah. And there's like, as much as it's bad, like I do think there's way too much tournament fishing going on as a whole. Uh, it'll never change. Yeah. But I do think conservation efforts should be stepped up more. Uh, mm -hmm. Our state in Alabama, for sure, man, like it's almost non-existent in my opinion. You go to places like Texas, like Lake Fork is the way it is because they take mm -hmm. care of Lake Fork. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, and a lot of other states are like that. You know, uh, now, Kentucky Lake has other issues that have brought it down, but everybody talks about how Kentucky Lake just taking just a giant downfall, and it's because they beat the crap out of it. Yeah, and, and you, the DNR is not doing much about it. Like, if you're going to have my my thing is if tournament fishing on a higher scale brings in tourism dollars, that's what it's all about. That's why they tell you if you're finding a sponsor to find a location for an event, you talk to the tourism board, chamber of commerce, because. They're giving you deals to bring people in to stay in their hotels and to stay around the area and spend money, brings money in. Um, it brings in a lot of money on some of these bigger events. Like watch the classic. There's guys parked on the highways when the dudes are fishing near a road. Like people are everywhere. Take a percentage of that money and just be like, okay, since the classic came here this year, we're going to put 500,000 Florida strain bass in or whatever. There's just, mm -hmm. you don't see a lot of that in a lot of places. And like Alabama, I can, they've, I know they do, uh, they focus a lot on the vegetation here. Uh, mm -hmm. And I know that that has a direct impact on everything, but every guy I've ran into on the water that's part of the, the Department of Natural Resources stuff, they're talking about hydrilla, you know, how it's overgrown and we need to spray or eelgrass is terrible or milfoil. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and I get that that trickles down. But yeah. none of them ever talk about like the over amount of pressure and it's either they don't want to address it or maybe we think it's really bad. Maybe it's actually not that much of an effect on it. Like, yeah. maybe, I mean, maybe there is 500 billion fish in that lake and tournaments all year don't have a vast effect on it, but I don't know. I want to, I'd love to have a show where I could really talk to the smart people like that. Like Joe Rogan does when he, yeah, as a topic he didn't know, he found somebody really educated to talk about it. Yeah. I'd love to do that as far as like the biology of all this stuff, fishing and that would shit. be cool. Yeah, I don't know if I'd I'm, understand half of it. It'd be cool to listen. Well, I'm sure Drew could hook you up with somebody like that. Yeah, Drew knows a bunch of it too. Yeah. Like that dude really does. They had, I didn't realize he was. I, don't, I didn't think he was stupid, but I didn't <laughs> think he was one of these like like my dude knows the technical ends of things and yeah. he'll hit you with biology lessons on certain things about fish and yeah. credit to him. <laughs> Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. 
Yeah, it's just kind of it's one of those things that as we keep seeing the scene within ours keep growing and we all know that you know the boat scene has been on the come up since day one. It's been getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, and you've got guys switching back and forth between boats and kayaks, you know, and and the tournament scene just keeps getting bigger and bigger and I'm just kind of like sometimes I'm like, man, like I'm on board with you, Jimmy. I'm like, I, I really love to see the whole live well thing just stop. Like, yeah. yeah. Know, I know it's going to take time. And I think, I think hopefully we, we see that, especially, you know, if maybe not like through the whole year, at least during like the spawn, man, I think that's, that's a really important like time. I, I would be more in the dead heat of the summer and in the spring is when I wish that there would be, like rule changes. Like I, I'm perfectly fine at all these big events, state finals, college championships, Bassmaster Classic, Red Crest. Bring them in. I mean, that's part of what it is. That's one time, yeah. you know, on one body of water a year. But the, like the dead heat of the summer, it's easy to lose them too. Like mm-hmm. if you're catching them deep, you can rupture their bla- their uh, dive bladder. Yeah, dive bladder, and you know, like you'll they'll come up bloated if you don't know how to handle them they usually don't don't survive it uh a lot of them expend a lot of energy already because of like the thermocline and water temperature and crap like that and and then like we already talked about in the spawn there's two times of the year you could not do it yeah. you know and it'd be fine yeah, mlf I, does a I good job think, about it too. i don't think you really do i don't think you would lose that much luster to the whole you know award stuff you know the whole celebration part of it because i mean i think it'd be even cool like if you know especially for tele- highly televised events um like you know you would think they'd be able to have somebody who could because they're, they're like recording it right this stuff ain't really super live and you they could clip together like best moments of that angler during the thing and i would have more fun watching that then having somebody come up on stage and say, Hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. I had a good weekend, you know, and, uh, missed short on a couple bites, but, and then flash the fish. I'd rather see like a quick highlight clip of each, right. day, you know, and oh, I, yeah. not that I wouldn't want them to talk and be like, Hey, you know, thanks. And check out my highlights or whatever. And here's what happened while I was out on the water, you know, and, and like you could do it like, I don't know who I was talking to. Somebody was like, well, if if they go to all MLF style, there's no guess as to who wins. All you have to do is hide the top five, top ten names. Yeah. Like, if you're in the top ten and you catch a fish, you see the catch, they go away before it scores. Yeah. Or and like then you just talk about the totals. It, it shuts off. You know, yeah. like, you know, you might be with the angler, but, I, I mean, I don't – I could care less to see them – if. You know, let's like you said, you have a marshal on the boat. You can weigh the fish there. You're getting like updated totals, and then at a certain point, it's like, you know, gone. what I mean, like gone. Yeah. They're still weighing them, you know, but we don't need to see it. Like, and then you could do like you said, and they could know? come come on stage, play their highlight reel, have the last three guys up there, and then boom, here's your winner. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know. It's a lot of it's stuck in how it's always worked, man. That's. Yeah. But you They're just, like, well, this is our formula. This works, and we're rich. Right. It's worked. So, but something may force them to change. You never know. Yeah. This it's, reminds me of a, a video that I recently saw. Uh, 
Bass Fishing HQ. I don't know if you guys seen seen this video or not, but it's a, uh, it's like a video about like a five year research project where tournament bass go after the re- they're released at like a boat ramp. You, to heaven. You guys, <laughs> yeah. No, you guys should watch the video. It, I want to say I've seen it pop up and I just haven't watched it. I, I, think, I, I think I've heard highlights about it, but go ahead and highlight. For um, us. Yeah. So they, they tagged these fish. People would, uh, they tagged them after catching them, release them at the boat ramp. Then people would catch them, call the number and they would report it, you know, and they would, they said like some crazy, some number 55% or whatever of those fish made it back to the original spot where they were caught within a month. Mm-hmm. Sounds like that's something I know from talking to uh, a guy on a biologist guy I met on the water was he was like, they they'll hang out for, you know, you know, a week or less mm-hmm. where they're released because they, you know, the pressure and the energy and blah, 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 blah. They get reacclimated. They lose the shock if they survive, they'll feed up there, and then they, they'll they move. But they usually do, man. They'll travel a ridiculous distance to get back to where they were. Yeah, um, and I think there true. is like a limitation to it because there's guys talking about on Gunnersville talking about. So that's why so here's an interesting fact that it might show the limit of that. So Goose Pond Colony in Gunnersville is a resort that Bassmaster uses for the launch and weigh in and everything is a big, big area of boat launch and parking lot. Um, they call that the miracle mile of Gunnersville. There's been so many tournaments held and released out of that ramp that those fish stay in that area. It's a little more than a mile. It's like a three mile, but again, we're talking about a 33,000 acre lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But after I found that, I found that read when I was reading some old old information, looking up shit for Gunnersville. But all of my hot spots are in that three mile. Like everywhere I like to fish are in that area. Yeah. And it's not like I'm giving away my secrets. None of my yeah. spots are hidden. It's just being there at the right time. Mm-hmm. But it's those fish. Will they travel if it's needed? Yes. But a lot of them, like everything they need is there. Copious amounts of bait, cover. Shallow water, deep water, moving water, you know, everything's right there. And they, they congregate there. And that's just like, they talk about if you're traveling from another state to fish gunners, we'll go fish the miracle mile. Like mm. that's where you want to be to catch a donkey to have a better chance. And there's a lot of truth to it. You'll see a lot of the guys boats down there. Like, yeah, they'll be around that. And then they'll go down to Brown's Creek bridge where the Bassmaster classic's been won like four times. Like, <laughs> Again, another area that the fish just seem to congregate in or go back to. But, yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool same, little study. Same thing can be said about river fish too. I mean, they go up and down the stream. I mean, all day long they'll go two miles downstream, three miles upstream the next day. I would love. I've said this to a few people. Like, I wish that you could get the equipment easily to tag fish. Mm-hmm. I would love in our, like, we've got river smallmouth like y'all do, you know, and it's different here because it gets so hot so quick and the water levels and everything so different. I just would love to tag like three of them yeah. and know where they go because I can confirm at certain times of the year, they are nowhere near that Creek. Yep. And that Creek is so hard to traverse. Like it has waterfalls and all these drops and everything. Like I would love to like be able to see where they went in the winter, how they get back in the summer 
Mm-hmm. Like they congregated under this waterfall. Were they waiting for the rainwaters to bring it up high enough so they could push upstream? I don't know. It'd just be, that'd be sick to, yeah. to be able yeah, to do would. some research. Josh, uh, you know, the spot here on the great Miami, uh, every pre-spawn, it just, they just stack up in this spot for whatever reason. I don't know where they go in the summertime after the spawn, but they come back every year. I'm just like, where do they come from? Where do they yeah. go during the rest of the year? It's crazy. Cause I don't catch them there the rest of the year. And see, you know, they, they travel a lot more than most fish. Yeah. Uh, again, going back to Gunnersville, the northern end of Gunnersville in the spring, you can catch ridiculous, you know, like giant football smallies. And then, you know, two weeks after the spawn, you'll never see them again. Nobody will catch one. Yeah. Where do they go? Like, <laughs> That'd be a nice answer. Yeah, I mean... Just kind of knowing smallmouth behavior a little bit, especially in the rivers, it's different. They don't, they don't really group up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the only time they're grouping up is around the spawn. That's it. They're not. It's everything is running solo. It's very probably territorial. Yep. But I mean, and, and it's not like they group group up in huge amounts, anyways, right? So you gotta think like smallmouth aren't traveling in big, big schools. They're gonna be traveling in, you know, three to seven, you know, wolf packs. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like anything insane. And I think they like the thing is they like deep water a lot more than what largemouth do. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm talking about deep, deep ass water. Like yeah you know, and that 30 to 50, you know, like they'll go down there and stay and those that's where they'll go. Um, and it's just, I think it's why you see them survive and be so much better North because they're such a hardy fish to deal with cold temperatures, you know, versus largemouth do. I think that's why our, our smallmouth fishing so much better than largemouth fishing. Oh yeah. 100%. And, um, you know, you could go to some places and catch some great largemouth, you know, but what's funny about it is that there's smallmouth to, compete in that size yep. you know what i mean um i mean the largies will look bigger but they're not really <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, like, I it's just because they're, they're bigger you know like up in the some of the places up north and um i don't know man it's just uh i think i've always brad's talking about place that i fish and uh, dude there'll be a week where i just destroy it like <laughs> uh, it's right around the spawn it's like right before it and i will catch like it was i did a tournament during this time this year and i caught a 19 and a half and a 19 and an 18 in the first 30 minutes of the tur- 40 minutes of the tournament and i was I like need that is... kind of day and it was all on top water i was <sighs> so happy dude every every fish i caught like was that big it was on a white popper dude and i'm like having the time of my life and i'm like this is going to be so hard to upgrade. Like, you know I mean? like I'm like, it's 40 minutes in. I have eight more hours, nine more hours to fish. And I'm going to yeah. try to upgrade, you know, on smallmouth in the river. I'm like, what just happened is just sort of like one in the lotto. Like, yeah. like I could have gotten struck by lightning, you know, before I would upgrade it is what I was thinking. Basically. So that's one of those events. It. I upgraded though. That's the best part. Wow. So awesome. Yeah. No, it like, my thought process when something like that's happening is this is happening for everybody too. <laughs> so like if I have a day like that, I'll probably just go home. Like 
this is best I can do. Most likely, I'm just gonna yeah. go hit the house and see what happens. Like, yeah, I've actually was done that online tournament. Well, not an online tournament, but it was a 150 mile radius from Cincinnati, so you could fish oh. within there. That's and cool. And I'm like, dude, like I, I was in first place, like two to 45 minutes, and I just sat there throughout the whole day until about 1 p.m. And that was when I actually got off the water. And then somebody, two guys caught 20s and uh, pushed ahead of me. One of them yeah. I was tied with, but he had a better kicker fish. So, but I did the same thing on the 150 bef- the year before that. Yeah. So I, I, I put up 90 inches that day. I was like, I ain't going to do much better. There's no way I'm going to catch three 20 inches to uh, get first place. So I just left. <laughs> <laughs> I left. The only reason I left is because my phone was about to die. I was like, it was like twelve thirty, and I was like, and I think the tournament was till two or two thirty, something like that. It started yeah. early because it was, you know, it's when the sun's coming out at like mm-hmm. six fifteen. So, um, I I got off the water and I was like, well, should I just say, should I charge my phone and go back out? Like. Oh my God, I, I can't. There's no way. I, I well, here's the dumb thing. I should have went back out. I don't think that would upgrade it. I don't. There's just not that many 20s swimming around. Yeah. But I had a 19 and a half and two 19s, and I was like, and it's a three fish tournament. So I'm like, fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, well, I just called it quits, you know, just hope for the best. I still haven't got a 20-inch smallie. That's my dude. They I got a, I've had three nineteen and three quarters. Yeah, are they? And tough that, now down it's there too? tough. Tough to find down there too. Where I'm at, yes. Like okay. Pickwick, no. My buddy caught a twenty-one and a quarter at the uh, BOS tournament. Like now, but that's main lake fishing. Uh, mm. Well, he was shallow, but he was shallow on the main body. Uh, you fish in the rivers and creeks. I think I know of one, maybe two guys that's caught 20 inch smallies in the creeks and none of them have been, I lie. The guy last year caught a 20 in my favorite Creek to float. And then he ate it. <gasps> Jeez. My, my buddy <laughs> Dan was like, I'm taking a coworker down the Creek and it's a big public float area. And I was like, cool. And he was like, uh, he called me. He was like, yeah, man, dude likes to keep fish. And I was like, well, that's fine. You know, it's your right. It's not against the law. He's like, dude, hooked up with a 20-inch smallie. And, I mean, you know, river smallie, they don't have that football size here. They're little torpedoes. Right. He's like, dude, it's probably like three and a half pounders. It was built to be a creek smallie. He's like, he threw it in the cooler. Dang. I was like, at first he said, are you going to be mad if I throw this in the cooler? And then threw it in the cooler. And I was like, <laughs> you better not ever take that dude fishing again. Yeah. But, but I've got, it was, it's funny, I've, I've got three 19 and three quarter Creek smallies. And it was the same way before I ever broke into the twenties in a kayak with largemouth. I had a year that I caught seven or more 
19 and three quarters to the point it became a joke. Like I'd hook a good one and be like, ha, not a 20, 19 and three quarters measure it. Yep. And then, the, then I, I, I hit a, my buddy caught his PB an hour later, our other buddy in our group caught his PB and they were like, you're going to go do it tonight. And I went out, I caught a 21 the next day I called a 20 and then from there on out, it's just, I don't know. It was like a weird mental barrier, I guess, but yeah, I've been like, this year has been fabulous. That's what's so crazy. I've had, a, you know, no good tournament finishes. Cause I just don't do that. Like I'm a great pre fisherman. That's yeah. why I even, I took a step back this year. I don't pre fish as much. Like I was like, I'll give it one day called a seven, like crap. Seven, but seven, spa- seven pound smallmouth. No, 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 no. It's large mouth. Oh, okay. Okay. I've, I caught, never, I've, I've never caught a 20 inch large mouth. Really? You never have? Well, see, nope. I don't, yeah. for North Northern people, I don't, like, I know big names in our industry that they'll be like, yeah, 21 and three quarters is my best fish. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, really? But it's, they're primarily up there where now he's probably called a six, five smallie, you know? Right. That that's on my list. I, I you know I want a big one. Uh, you know the day I caught the seven two seven two largemouth, I didn't cast again. Paddled around for two hours, came back out, turned the corner, made one cast, and I caught a, a four and a half pound, uh, nineteen and a half inch smallie, and that's my best weight smallie. And I caught it in two foot of water that was ninety two degrees. That's crazy. Yeah, no clue why it was there, huh. but he, he really wanted lost. the chatterbait. He got lost. Yeah, he was like. <laughs> The shelf's out there, homie. You're <laughs> yeah. you're out. Like I don't know what's wrong with you. That is crazy. Yeah. I just realized we're all wearing the same hat, basically. I know. NRS sponsor us. Yeah, shout out to Blake Longworth, man. Get NRS to sponsor us. The all podcast, right. me. I've got all a lot right. of money. Uh, in territory. Your stuff. Our territory rep, right? Is he in this territory? Is that yeah. where he is, Brad? He lives like 30 minutes from us. Yep. Go kick his door in. So, <laughs> Yo. Yeah. He's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. That was a fun yeah. episode. But uh, so let's uh, let's talk about some future plans. So we were kind of discussing. You saw where Susie brought up a message asking about, you know, our thoughts on the trail series and everything. So what are you guys thinking uh, you want to do next year? What would you guys like to see Pat and Finn do next year? Brad? What do I want Brad to do? doesn't get a vote. He doesn't show up to anything. That's true. I don't even know why I'm asking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What do you want to see, Brad? Mm. <laughs> 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 i'm just joking man i don't know i mean i'm not picky i don't really care you know i mean you guys do whatever you want and if i can show up i'll show up well do okay do you think what would you I'll, show up to is what i want to know like what what would you be like oh, we yeah. would have to like stay at a hotel down the street and go fish the little miami and then he'd be there no, the yeah, little miami sucks you need a great Miami. That one. Yeah, one of the remember. Miamis. Yeah, yeah. He, you got to remember he's not from here. He's, he's so, like, you know, <laughs> he's just, just some Miami River. Uh, um, St. Clair. I, I, I want to go up there. Oh, man. I really do. I was hoping for that event to work out this year and go I'm with Josh and Grimsley. We should, just, we should just go before that. 
Like, Dude. let's go before it because that tournament keeps falling like right basically at spawn. And I guarantee the three to four weeks leading up to it is nothing but fun. Yeah. Like, see, that's somewhere I'm at. Like, I didn't know if I wanted to do tournaments next year. I just thought about, like, well, I'll just go hit all the lakes that I want to hit, you know? It's the same expense minus the entry fee. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like I told my buddies, we had such a ball at Lake Fork. I was like, dude, whether a tournament's there or not next year, let's go back. It was, we had a house full of cool people. Everybody caught fish. It was fantastic. Like Lake Fork is phenomenal. And there's a bunch of lakes around there that are good. Lake Athens, Sandy Cooper. There's lakes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Or not Sandy Cooper, Sam Rayburn. Uh, but yeah, I, would you... Here's a question to give back to you on the paddle and fin. Would you like to see them a whole trail series again, or just like big, like co-events with clubs that are hyped up and it's like a meetup and like throw down big tournament kind of deal. I don't know. Um, I don't think just like we were talking about before, like with all the tournaments, there's just so much. Um, And we aimed we aimed high for ours, you know, and we fell short of it. It's kind of expected, especially on the first year of a tournament, right? Um, but I, to be honest with you, I just kind of want to, I want a fun fish, man. I, yeah. I don't, it doesn't, I have more fun when we, when we just get together and we go hang out. We don't have to worry about every, like, you know, it was, Tennessee was a lot of fun, but there was a lot of stress involved because you're sitting there worrying about constantly if everybody's happy and just when everybody get, when money gets involved and it's a tournament, just there's that little bit of ugliness that starts to show, you know, and I don't, to me, it just, it takes away from the real reason that we're there, you know, right. It doesn't take away from it completely, but it can. And, you know, I dealt with a few things that came up and I was just like, yeah, this, you know, like we were dealing with trying to have good coverage out there or these guys are mad about this or that guy's mad about that, you know, or upset. And it's just like, I didn't, I just don't want to, I didn't want to be a part of that. You know, I'd rather go out and have fun with everybody. So that's why my suggestion was to do, um, do events with other clubs because, uh, like we had a club, uh, Central Tennessee kayak anglers. Now it's a buddy of mine runs it. And he pays attention, listens to the show. He, you know, his paddle and fin likes to go to Del Hollow and hang out at uh, the marina down there. And he was like, uh, "Are y'all coming back?" I was like, "I'm sure we will." He was like, "Well, let's do a joint event," you know. And I talked to Brian about it, and I was like, "I think it'd be cool to do that. Like, we could invite every club in the state if we give them enough notice." Th- it's already counting towards their trail series and their AOI. They've already got all that handled. We just come down there, get our sponsors involved, hype the event up. We don't have to do live coverage, but we can do the podcast coverage, you know, mm-hmm. have a little bit of setup. Just, it's like going around giving different States a little highlight kind of mm-hmm. like instead of it being the stage at the Hobie or a bass event, you know, we hang out with the clubs and bring them a little bit of coverage and, yeah. Like we don't have to really get involved in any of the dollars or anything. Like all we're doing is trying to make it where they get more participation. They get, yeah. I don't know. 
It's just an I, idea. I like the idea of it. It's just the travel expenses involved for everybody. You got to remember, we got 12 hosts and, you know, we're trying to get everybody. You know, the, the more the merrier, dude. The more we have people, like, the funner it was. Like, Dale Hollow was fun because there were so many of us down there. Except like, Brad. from Paddle and Finn. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, it was actually more fun without him. I mean, when yeah, we think I about it, know. if he would have shown up and he'd have been like, oh, Kerr. <laughs> you guys probably care. care. <laughs> I wouldn't have seen me much. I'd have been fishing the whole day. Nah, we fished a good bit of it. When I go to Dale Hollow, I'm on there from sunrise to sunset. Well, we had obligations because we were running an event. Yeah, but uh, we still got time on the water. <laughs> Brad, you would have you would have had a lot of fun, dude. It was cool to be down there yeah. and with everybody and. There's just so many people to chat with and talk with. And, you know, I'm, you know, that's where I got to meet John rap, you know, for the first time. And I'm like, this guy's super nice, super cool. And, you know, I love that guy, John, uh, you know, I mean, we met a bunch of good people. I met you in person, right? Yeah. No, I met you. uh, At the, no, I met you the October before when we were the first time we went to Del Hollow because we went in October and then we came back for the, trail series yeah because yeah. you brought grimsley with you that first yeah. time that was fun that, that was, was hilarious that was that was that the was milford event yeah <laughs> yeah that, that was, was epic. a lot of fun so no i'm with you guys man i i'd rather do stuff like that in new tournaments to me yeah. being on the water with buddies and then just like acting a fool you know i like i do this at home yeah, yeah. it was, a, it was randomly a lot of yelling fun. you know like being an idiot I don't know. I, I definitely, like, and we talked about it. I mean, even in the host thing, I think it'd be fun to have just an event for just of us, just where yeah. we all just hang out. Uh, the The thing with like doing a meetup, uh, we do have a lot of followers and listeners, but you know, some people are like, well, I just listen to them. I don't have to go hang out with them. And then you're like, well, hey, you know, we're gonna throw down a tournament and got some cool shit to give away. And then people are like, oh, well, yeah, I'll be there. I, mean, I sign up yeah. for tournaments all the time just because giveaways are good. Like, could have a shit day of fishing and take home a boat. Yeah. You know, you never know. Heck yeah. I don't know. What uh what do y'all have uh talking like future plans? What about outside of paddle and fin? You either one of y'all got any plans for next year yet? Like gonna try to hit tournaments more or less? Uh my leave goal sponsors, is gain to get sponsors. Back into a pedal drive. I had to sell mine last year when I right after I got it. Sell you one. So <laughs> um you gonna ship it up here for free? I'll bring it to you. you do a helicopter drop it. Well, it won't <laughs> last long, but yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be so awesome. Right onto the river. I thought Hobies the flew. They don't fly. Oh, we could find out. Um, that's my main goal because I'd like to get out more. Um, you know, just from the divorce stuff that's been happening, it's just taken me some time to get over that. Get kind of reset. Know, reset. Get things kind of. You know, just kind of organized in my life. It's been pretty chaotic, but you know, it's things are calming down. Um, you know, I got some stuff moving in the right direction as far as with my job. So, um, you know, that's kind of the big goal. And I'd really, I'm really again, Brad and I talked about this in the GoPro thing. I really want to start uh, making some videos. You know, I'm not trying to make like, you know, super long videos or anything like that. Just put together some 15 to 20 minute videos or whatever, whether it's, you know, I've got four GoPros, so I can't, I, I don't have to just outfit myself. I can put, put a couple cameras with other people as well. 
And um, I've tried that in the past, though, and it gets to be kind of hard because you kind of want, like, I'm like, all right, guys, you guys want to do something? And everybody's like, yeah. And then when they do it, like, I didn't even turn it on the whole time. Like, you know, like. I didn't I, that's where it. you have to be. You're, you're like your cameraman kind of deal. You got to. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Don't yeah. touch it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, do stuff like that. I mean, Brad and I live really close together. It's not like we couldn't do that. I mean, we, Brad and I, if, Brad, if we were smart, we could contact the dude from NRS shoot some video with him you know we got cody i think still it would up be in, you know up just north of us yeah i like cody's asked me a hundred billion times when i'm gonna come up there you know and come see the shop and go fishing with him you know let's go be, dude that'd be, be fun, fun. We go i think it would boat. be cool for for y'all since you know this is a uh kind of a gear review deal you know uh, we've all talked about how we wanted to help up paddle and fins youtube you know y'all could have a show and fish with those items. And they, yeah. instead of having to talk about it on here again, you just smack that video, even if it's five minutes. I mean, yeah. you take a whole day of fishing down, you can make five good minutes out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that'd be a cool. I mean, we don't, we don't do a lot of stuff that we product wise that we get. Like it's very, we get very, very infrequent. Do we get, product really that we're testing mm-hmm. anymore it's more or less now we're just contacting people saying hey do you want to come on talk about your guys stuff you know and um you know have them on because yeah i mean it's like it was never brad and i's goal to ever try to get free stuff for anybody it was just we wanted to make I, i'm really into being um i don't know what is it objective or subjective i don't know whatever you want to call it where where we talk about stuff i i don't want to mm-hmm. just talk about everything positive all the time yeah um i'd like to you know hit people up with questions that might be hard for them to answer but you know a lot of times i find that super refreshing in our listeners a thousand times over love those episodes they love yeah. it when i bring up something kind of contradictive like, yeah, why does your shit suck? Well, not necessarily <laughs> that, but, you know, something that, like, say, you know, Jackson's FD drives. Why Why is there such a big problem with that lower unit? What's wrong? What's up with that gear? Why is it, you know, like that? Have you, what have you guys done to fix it? And, you know, and nine times out of ten, man, they've got good answers. You know, it's like, hey, yeah, we we listen to customers, blah, blah, blah. You know, I like to keep that always rolling. That's the main thing. You know, I just kind of want to. No, it's. Same as we talk about how we like how paddle and fins neutral on a lot of the other subjects. I, I think it's being truthful. Like you said, get to the question. Some people don't know how to ask or don't want to ask, you know, you're not making waves, but you, like you said, I mean, a lot of the times, like a lot of people think you're going to, like, if you asked Toby, why y'all having so many issues with the 360 drive, a lot of people would be like, well, they're going to get offended. Yeah. You know? Well, they may have a very educated answer. Be like, well, We've figured the problem out. There was a slight miss when we developed it. Yeah. Now we've got it. Yeah. Coming in 2022. Mike and I always give each other a hard time because of that. Like, I don't know if you guys saw my post, but somebody's selling a Hobie. And I was like, hey, Mike, you need to buy that for me. Uh, call it a fee for dealing with your antics. And he's like, <laughs> whatever, dude, you made your bed. Now it's time to lay in it. He's like, FD drives for you for life, you know? And <laughs> so, and that comes from him listening to the show. Cause he knows that I will say stuff about Hobie. 
And I don't, it's not Hobie that I'm taking the jab at. It's Mike Grimsley. Yeah, you might. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris and all you other Hobie guys of trash Jackson saying they were so bad. No, it's just a joke. It's a kind of like an inside joke. And it's the thing that, you know, you don't see the bashing like you do with other brands like the Hobie guys do. Like, you know, I don't see Jackson guys really making it a point to be like, oh, did you guys see the Hobie 360 drive issue? Because you know? they know they have an inferior product. It's the thing is, is they all have they all have they all have issues. It's like we were talking about before, you know, they they literally all have issues, especially those first gens. Yeah. Now oh, I yeah. get what I get most impressed by, and this is why I love Hobie, is they can have that issue and you will see those changes happen that to fix that. You know what I mean? Like it, it gets done, it gets taken care of. It takes time though. You know what I mean? You got to right. remember how many drives are already made. You know, it's not like these things are made to order. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911, and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. They're already there. You know, it's like, well, yeah, you produce 10,000 items and then they're like, oh, yeah. Whoops. We got to cycle through that first. <laughs> if you want a really real world example of that, think of Ford and Chevy and recalls. That's how this works. <laughs> <It's> yeah. <laughs> I work, dude, where I work at, we're, we process airbags, uh, <laughs> airbags. We destroy them. And yeah. <laughs> the pile of airbags that are out like i am at the tail end of it i can't even imagine the amount there was prior to me starting because it's it gone on for three or four years and i'm talking about millions upon millions oh, no. i moved it i have the thing over there i have a takata airbag recall and a takata passenger seat seat belt recall it's so funny that that's what you do <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it's kind of funny. But and I mean, I'm like, how many we got left? And they're like, that hangar used to be full, and we still have like almost a million left. Good God, yeah, that's crazy. It's nuts. Well, what about you, Brad? What are you getting into next year? Anything different? Any like goals or stepping back or anything? I don't think so. Just keep doing what I'm doing. We can only hope he quits paddling, Finn. Keeping on, keeping on. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Brad. I thought about it. I'm kind I was of joking with him and was like, man. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I was like, man, I like, haven't been on the show in a while. I always say something about like, oh, if one of y'all quit, I'm going to jump in on that. And Brad's like, I'll quit right now. Do you want my spot? <laughs> I was like, no. Dang, dude. <laughs> hey, you be give, yeah, dude, you'd be replacing somebody that's very replaceable, so. Now nah, you're one in a million, man. I can't grow a mustache like that. <laughs> you got a better one. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> but Brad, uh, you know why I'm giving you a hard time today? Why is that? For a quote that you posted up. What quote? Something about people who like make fun of you or give you a hard time. Oh, the Denzel Washington thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was a cool quote. I've never seen that one before. <laughs> So yeah. tell, uh, you got it still. Tell Jimmy. This is why I've been ripping on him hardcore tonight. You'll never be, con you'll never be criticized by someone who is doing more than you. You'll always be criticized by someone doing less. Remember that. 
<laughs> I feel like that that's I'm so less than I love it. I, I feel like that's true occasionally. It no, is. it's true all the time. People talk crap. Uh, is that what you're like, trying to say? Because you're doing better than I am. You're doing more than I am, Brad. No, I'm, I'm giving you hard. I mean, it is triple I commenting. I don't, talk, I don't talk crap to you, though. <laughs> no, I'm talking crap to you. <laughs> I guess you are less than. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that today, and I'm like, oh, all I'm gonna do is give you a hard time. Just tonight. rip on him. Yeah. No, I, I just saw that. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty true. Because I, I I've never known anybody that talks crap that are like at the top. You know what I mean? Um, I mean I'm. Hey, well, there's people that talk crap that think they're at the top. Yeah. I think a lot of times where you see people who talk, give you a hard time or upset with you or talk behind your back, that kind of stuff. I'm a big believer that that person, you have something that they want. Right. And it's hard. They're unhappy about something. And so, yeah. And I, I don't think that it's necessarily that anybody's ever really less than. It's just that they're uncomfortable with where they're at. And they have, it's like an envy type of issue. I don't, you know, I don't worry a lot about of times, what people are doing. So I, don't really I wish I could get that way. I'm getting more and more that way. Like <laughs> most of the time I just like to like, I don't know. You're laughing. I don't worry I about don't what care. you're doing until it has something to do. She said, I don't care. I knew well, why, what benefits me from caring about what others are doing? It, there's, Nobody, there's no I'm point. Not, you know, I'm, no, I'm just saying. Nobody's asking you to care. I'm, I'm just I'm getting buttered. I'm not getting buttered. I'm just laughing at your quote because you don't care, but then you're posting that, making a point to say, oh. you know what I mean? That's what's it funny. It was a good quote. It. it sounds like you care. Just no, you don't care. I don't know. Don't care. Brad, do I you love secretly that. care? Do you need a hug? No, I don't need a hug. Damn it. Yes, it's fine. <laughs> this must no, I just... Beard oil. Who cares what other people are doing? That's That's the thing. I just... I don't care. I care how everybody's doing. I don't. I don't care what you're doing. I just care how you're doing. If you're doing, I don't even that. care about that. Damn. <laughs> I thought we were friends. I'm going through some tough times right now. Well, if I'm, if Brad I'm has friend, like two friends, Justin yeah, and Justin. True. That's pretty. That's true. But <laughs> I'm not even if, if I know you personally, like you guys, I care. I care about how you guys are doing and stuff. Liar. Somebody I've met like maybe <laughs> once or twice, or like. I run two on the water on, on a tournament. I don't really care, dude. I'm not. Brad's I'm not like, even going to sugarcoat Brad's it. I don't care. Brad's like, you're drowning. Oh, Brad's going to. Brad's going to notice. He'd be like, a lot of people don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> oh, my wife will tell you that. I, I, I'm not a big people person anyway. I'm a your social butterfly, like man. The sweetest person in the world. <laughs> I don't know what, how she deals with your shit. She's an introvert. I I've gotten more introverted as I get older. So I definitely have around here, but it's like I'll let that go when I go around the country. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even that. If I go outside of our town, like I talk to everybody. Yeah, I, you make friends everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. I'm That's one thing I really people. like. I don't know. I just blurt out, right? You know how I am, Jimmy. Jimmy, listen to all my crazy old stories. I love but- it. At the same time, it's getting to a point now. It's just the way everything is turning out since COVID started. I'm like, you're kind of seeing everybody's anxiety and craziness start creeping out, you know? And stupidity. Hey, Amen. <laughs> Common sense <laughs> is a thing that is gone. Oh, man. We yeah, won't get ever since all that. the corona crap, man. I'm just. That's. I, 
I don't even want to be your friend after that post. <laughs> like, right? People like it blew That's my the mind. Problem, with... though, right there, Brad, is that people base their friendships off of social media, and that is a giant, giant, giant mistake. The only well, way like you can make people, true I don't friends, even know. No, so I'm just listen. Like... The only way you make true friends and know people for who they really are in face to face, long form conversation, not by a twenty word stupid ass post and that's the problem today that everybody is basing their feelings and thoughts on other people off of something that they're reading while they taking a crap on a samsung galaxy s9 <laughs> it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen like it is literally we are dumbing ourselves down at a rate that is incredible we have literally started to talk with acronyms everything i is can't i can't wait till letters. i start hearing people pronounce lol like Joe Rogan did it today on his podcast. They're, did he really? They're doing it as a joke. Oh, like, okay. They're like, lol. <laughs> I lulled. And that, that's keep, old. And they start People laughing every word. time they say it because they know how ridiculous it sounds. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I had something similar with my uh, one of my buddies I work with occasionally. His uh, his son went to work with us, and his son's like seven or eight. And he picked something up and he threw it and said, "Yeet." His dad looked at him. So that's the stupidest fucking word. It was just, and then we, for an hour, all we could do is say that word and laugh. And it's, yeah. it's just, God, what does it came to? I'm pretty like, sure I've said that to you messing around before. Oh, I use it all the time. Cause it's hilarious. <laughs> like it's, it's just like a word that makes no sense, but it's just funny. And it, some people come up with some funny, like memes and stuff of it that oh, yeah. just make it. Like my favorite one is it's a it's a little short clip of the Lion King when he holds him up and they've edited it to where when he holds him up he chucks him and the word yeet just follows the, the little baby lion into the oblivion. Um but yeah man it's uh what are you about you dude? What are you gonna do, Jimmy? I don't know. Uh I've been burned out on it. Like I said, I hadn't been on the water since August. I haven't done anything. Uh and I haven't had any urge to do anything. Like fishing wise, it's just I'm kind of sick of it. COVID? I guess it's just I think that a lot of the stuff we're talking about, like the social media, the stress and anxiety and stuff like that, and it's not like I, I hate negativity as much as somehow I'm drawn to reading it. Like mm -hmm. it just seems like there's so much in our freaking sport that's so cool that's just bad mouthing and crap and i'm just tired of it man and like i love doing the podcast so we kind of especially with me doing the tournaments coverage we kind of are in it like yeah. not paddling fin directly but i hear about all of it because we talk to these people and mm -hmm. friends with all those people and i don't know i think that's what kind of burned me out on it man i canceled a couple of tournaments and there's just there's crap that happens on the local level down here i'm just sick of and i just I don't know, but I've been getting like, I noticed today, like for some reason today, I walked outside and cleaned one of my boats off and it just like fired me up. And I was like, started making plans. I got notes up here for next year and I hit Brian up because we had talked about uh, getting together and like hitting, picking one trail next year and like really hit it hard, yeah. you know? And uh, I don't know. I probably, I, I probably am going to, I got a lot on my plate, man run my own business, try to keep up with the sponsors that I have and stuff like that. And I've been in like a spot where I've been debating just letting all of those go. Like yeah. 
find one thing to focus on or like I can handle like five things. I can't handle like the 17 or whatever it is right now that I've got going on. Like, you know, paddle and fin one tournament trail, my company and I run the state championship now for our state. Like that's enough. So it's hard keeping up with all that stuff, man. Especially for me, man, I'm ADHD. And when I was a kid, I was medicated for it and I grew out of it. Is what they said. Like I didn't need the medication anymore. And just in the last few years, it seems like it's came back real hard. So I, I have a lot of problems trying to be detailed enough to like, like for instance, these notes right here, I made these notes. So I won't forget. I'll not look up there. Yeah. I'll forget that I wrote them. Yeah. But, but my wife helps man. Like with the podcast, she, she helps me do the tourney X stuff. Like she gets the tournaments for me each week. Mm -hmm. Um, keeping up with all my sponsors and social media. I get her the content. She tells me when it needs to go out. She she'll, Hey, it's Monday. You need to post for this. These people, you need to post for that person. So that's helped, but it's still, it's just, just so much, man. It just gets, it's kind of mm-hmm. getting annoying and it sucks. Cause I really do love all the companies that I get to do stuff with. Like, yeah, I'm the same way, dude. It's like just- I, I sit there and be like, dude, I'm just going to let it go and be like, nah, man, they're cool people. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, it's weird. Who knows? I might be sitting here next year. We'll be talking about this again. And I did absolutely nothing different. <laughs> and I'm still stressed out. So. <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. I get the same way. So the only thing that makes it better is just to go fishing and catch a 19 inch smallmouth. See, that's something I've lost, man. Like you, you just like you work and then you go fish, man. I don't know what it is because you're you do construction style stuff like you mm-hmm. you do more construction than I do. I'm just an electrician. Like I'm just so fucking done with the day. Mm-hmm. Even if I get all like I was off today, I had planned on going hunting. I did not leave my living room. Like hmm. I get I, that way sometimes. I just don't. I, I haven't been able to break it. It's like a mess. Telling Brian, dude, I'm in like this crazy mental funk. Like I just can't. Like. I've been going hunting and stuff like that and preparing for that. But as far as fishing and stuff like that, like I did everything I could to set up something where I could come home, grab a kayak, grab two rods. That way I was like, okay, maybe it's all the preparation is what yeah. turns it in. I made it as easy as freaking possible. I borrowed one of those Hobie links cause it's 40 pounds. I was like, okay, is, is that what it is? Is the weight of the boat? I'm just tired of lugging a boat around. Nope. Took it out one time. was like, nope, still don't feel like being here. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. Like, I, know, I get that way in the summer. break. You know, yeah. when you when you when you fish and you do it and you talk about it and you're, you know, it's it's so much of your life that it's easy to get burnt out on that stuff. So there's nothing wrong with taking a break, man. Sometimes you need a break, get a step away from it, let it refresh itself, and you know, go back out there and maybe adjust what you're doing. You know, whether it's cutting back on how often you go or. You know, mm-hmm. do I need to be involved in every tournament? Cause that makes it stressful, you know, where you're like, yeah. okay, financial wise, like how can I work this out? You know, um, whatever it is, man. But that's, that's kind of what, so the few times I haven't gone out that much this year and uh, it's been the same kind of reasons, Jimmy, as you're talking about, I'm like, Oh, do I want to pack all that up? No, I'm going to stay here, you know? Right. And but when I have made it out, it's actually even when it's not been great, 
I've still had actually a good time. And when I find myself, I've been fishing a lot. When it doesn't go my way and I'm not catching fish, I actually am upset. It's a bad day. Yeah. 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 So it's like, even when I'm out there, I'm like, I'm enjoying being out there. And I think the break from it has kind of helped me to like reset that and kind of be like, why am I out here? I'm out here because I love nature. I'm out here because I love Mm -hmm. water. Like that's what attracted me to the sport. It's what attracted me to fishing in the first place. It had nothing to do with catching fish. It had everything to do with being out in the water, you know, about being out in nature, enjoying the outdoors and that sort of thing. So hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Maybe and that's, that's what it is, dude. You get that little break, you're going to find you go out there, maybe you're going to enjoy it. You know, and a, I, little bit you know a lot of it's, I have a lot of hobbies too so there's like it's always a lot and you know this year and last year it was like i still have a lot of hobbies but it was like everything i was doing in the last year has had to do with fishing in some way mm-hmm. sponsors instagram or social media podcast tournaments being at tournament running the tournament you know and it was just a lot and you know hitting this burnout this year and like i'm just now really getting into hunting i've been you know, when I was a kid a little bit with other buddies and stuff like that, but I wasn't brought up doing it. And I've always loved hiking and being in the woods and stuff. And like, I got permission to go out on uh, my buddy's 80 acres and it's, you know, away from everything. And I got out there Sunday and I just sat down like out in the middle of nowhere, found a really cool looking tree, got up under the tree, just sat back and just silence. Yeah. And it was just like, God, I love this. And that's the kind of like mental, like decompression you need. And then, you know, and then it turned into a fun day. Like, uh, I ran into a bachelor group of really nice bucks, like could be a cool hunting year. I may get a wall hanger, you know, like, I don't know. We'll see. Need a break. (laughs) I'm kind of completely opposite from you guys, because if I don't go, I'm like, dang it. There's a 19, 18, 19 inch fish out there waiting for me that I got. So correct me if I'm wrong though, but like is fishing like your only hobby though? Me? Yeah. Like, or do do you have other hobbies like shooting guns or shooting archery or collecting puzzles, Legos, anything? Guns should be banned. Get, (laughs) get away from me. I just said that. (laughs) Brad's a gamer. No, I haven't touched the Xbox in like months, dude. That now that is something that I'm having to dial back on is I've got way that, too into Xbox. How you feel about fishing is how I feel about the Xbox right now. I sit down, I'll turn the game on, I'll just stare at the screen. I won't even play. <laughs> I'll put the controller down, I'll pick <laughs> my phone up. Kids? <laughs> what? Do you have kids? I have one. You have one. See, Brad doesn't have any kids. So Brad doesn't have any responsibilities outside of himself. So that's kind of, you know, he's got the time to be able to do it. You know what I mean? That's the other thing I find is like, you know, and I don't, I don't have my kids 50% of the time now. So it's like, you know, I'm like, but I'm like, dude, like you guys want to go out? And we, I took them out and they were miserable. I felt so bad. (laughs) 
<laughs> like they were miserable the whole time because I was like, we're going out to the river. So the bobbers and stuff, they, they're going to stay home, you know. And um, I, I hooked into a really big fish. Not sure if it was like a world record smallmouth because it felt like it, but I want to say it was a channel cat or a catfish. And I tried to get Zachary. My kids are little, right? They're six and four, but they're actually little for their age. I handed the rod to, to Zach, and he's like turning it like it's a like a gray white shark. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. I'm like, you're gonna need a bigger oh, boat. Dude, tur- crank it. He's like, I'm trying. Like, and, <laughs> and we always saw its tail, and it got off. And I was like, oh, I ruined my daughter. Uh, we'd fish off the bank. She enjoyed that. Got her her own Jackson skipper. She liked it. We went out, me and her, one day. And it just so happened to be the weekend I got my motor set up for my Frontier. Mm-hmm. So put her on a paddle boat, and I was motoring around. And she kept messing with me, like, you need to exercise, Dad. Turn the motor off, blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> then we get we got like two miles back. And uh, I had made a comment, because I just wanted us to keep going. I was like, yeah. well, if you can hop in my boat, and we'll drag your boat back. And as soon as I said that, she was ready to go. And all she wanted to do was take her seat, put it in the front of my boat, and run around with the motor. You know, yeah, woo, you know, going fast, going slow, cutting circles, dragging. But I was ruined it. It's like, damn it, because yeah. <laughs> now that's all she expects. Like, she's like, where's your motor? I made that mistake fishing with Grimsley, and Zach got in the boat with him, and Mike let him power the torpedo all over the place. <laughs> And he gets in my boat and he's like, Dad, can you turn on your motor? And I'm like, Dad, your boat sucks. Hold on a second. There's the motor. <laughs> but he like actually oh, the thing funny. he likes about my boat the best is where he can sit up front and dangle his legs over and it's comfortable. And you know, he he loves that part of that kayak. And he he loves it. He loves getting out on the river and stuff. We had Colin with us, and Colin is a bit of a outdoor drag. He can he hangs for like an hour and a half or two hours. And after that, he's sort of over it. He's like, I want some AC. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting that way. Like, <laughs> All right, guys, you want to wrap this up? Anything else anybody wants to add? Put a bow on it. All right. <laughs> Jimmy? Nah, man. Fun right, to hang we, out with y'all. We, Been a while. Yeah, man. Thanks for jumping on. We uh, killed an hour and 10 minutes pretty easily. So uh, everybody, thanks again for listening. Tune in next week. Uh, Brad will probably have shaved off his mustache because of the itch factor. (laughs) And uh, we'll see a new Brad. So, all right. See you guys later. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com 